live and do and work and grow as a young Christian lady. The emblems that we partake of, the, the, the bread, has been made by these young ladies for the last month or so that you've been partaking of the bread. They go and they, they make cookies. And then they take those cookies and they, they deliver them to, to, uh, to some of our older members and shut-ins as well. And, and they, they uh, sing songs to them. Uh, here's some thank you notes. I got some things. These are not all of them, but here's some, some. Hi, girls. The cookies were even better this year, and I did appreciate them. We loved your singing. Come back anytime. In Christian love, George and Nell Williams. Here's another. Here's another. To the Dorcas class, thanks so much for the good work you do for our families at Fountainhead. We truly enjoyed the cookies and singing last Sunday afternoon. Keep up the good work. Love. God bless James and Shirley Shockley. Take, uh, t- the Dorcas class girls. Yes, sir. Here's another one. Here's another one. They're, they're just coming in. Thanks for the cookies. They sure were good. You girls are doing a, a wonderful job by learning some of the things you can do for the Lord. Keep up the good work. May God bless all of you. I love and care for you. Miss, Miss Trammell, Miss Dorothy Trammell sent that one. Isn't that nice? Here's another right here. I hadn't looked at this one yet. Hope this is not one of those April the 1st jokes or something. Uh, your friendship is a bright spot in my day. Thanks for coming by and bringing cookies and singing to us. We are so proud of you and are looking forward to the lunch on Sunday. We, we love you, Miss, Mr. Jack and Miss, Miss Evelyn. And boy, I did have a good meal Sunday. I did have a wonderful meal. If, if you're not familiar with the Dorcas class, the, the, the last Sunday... It culminates into a meal that the girls prepare and they, they serve to us. And, and it was so nice. But you know what? I, I had more than just a meal last Sunday. And it was delicious. I had more than just a meal. I learned a lot from you girls. Now you might be thinking, now what could little old me teach a 45-year-old, 290-pound preacher (laughs) you taught me a lot you taught me a lot and their little lives can teach us so much and that's what I want to talk about this morning that's what I want to talk about I had a wonderful meal it was very special I felt part of something special but I came away with a new perspective our girls have been for many years many of you young ladies out there who have been to Dorcas class and been taught lessons, lessons that we all need. And that's what our girls were this past month. They were taught by their teachers lessons that, that you need, that the teachers needed, and that we all need. Lessons on areas of service that we, well, we might just not have ever thought about before. We call this time that we're in worship. And it's true. This is worship time. We take part in, in worship. The men who come, and as Sammy was talking about this morning, he's how many times, Sammy, over 32 years, how many times, Timothy, or, or other of our song leaders, have you led singing or, or said a prayer or in, in public worship? 
And, you know, a lot of times we think of, 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 of service as that. This is our worship service, in quotes. But service is so much more than just the song leader or, or the Bible reader or, the, or, the, or the, prayer, the person who says the prayer. Service goes so much deeper. It's not confined to leading singing or serving communion. Let me tell you what the girls learned. Let me tell you what the girls learned this past month of March. What I learned and what we can take home today and what we, can, what we as a congregation can continue to learn. Of course, I can't tell you what every girl came away with from the Dorcas class. But I can tell you who they were taught about. If you would please, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 9. They were taught about Dorcas. The story of Dorcas is found here in Acts chapter 9. A story we're all familiar with. Maybe, because, maybe not because we've read the story or we've really gotten in depth with, with learning the story. But let me tell you something. Each and every one of us in here, we know a Dorcas. We know a Dorcas. We know that lady who was so special in our lives, who did so much. We know of that, that gentle Christian man who, who did so much for us, and they die. And we are never really ready to let go of our Dorcases, are we? They mean so much to, to each and every one of us. Dorcas was a woman of Joppa a town on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. Fishing would have been the industry uh, in that town, about the same as it is today along the Mediterranean Sea in in modern-day times. Dorcas was also called Tabitha, if you'll see here in Acts chapter 9, beginning about verse 36. Tabitha was, was the Aramaic word for the Hebrew word Dorcas, which means gazelle. Dorcas was a good woman. Who died. Now, we don't know why she died, but Peter was in Lydda. It was just a little town just, just, just a few miles away from Joppa. And the disciples were sent to fetch Peter, who, who came to Joppa to help. How many times have we, and I mean all, most all of us, how many times have we walked into a funeral home only to be met by the family of those who have passed on and, and they tell us what a good person they were. They may even show us some of what they have done in their life. And that's the position Peter was in. If you look in the account, Peter was surrounded by, by these crying, weeping women who were holding the tunics and the, and the, and the garments that Dorcas had made in her life. What a wonderful woman. What a wonderful example. And notice what Peter does. Like Peter, how many times have we knelt in prayer with those who are hurting, with those who are bereaving, with those who are worried? That's what Peter does. He he kneels in prayer. Now, this is what our girls were taught this past March. This is what they have been taught in all the successive Dorcas classes that we've ever had. Read with me. Acts chapter 9 verse 36. 
At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. Now let's stop here and examine this woman. She was full. There are two ways to look at this word from the original language. She was covered. Now think of a think of a sheet covering this. Think of a sheet covering this this pulpit this morning. The whole pulpit would be covered if it was the word that's used here. If it's full, if it's covered. She covered everything. Or, or, or you could look at it in the sense of that she was a hollow vessel. And she was filled to the brim. She was full. Some people are full. Full of worry. Full of doubt. Full of sorrow. Full of hate. But it says here that Dorcas was full of good works. The works she did were in every sense good. They, they were naturally good. They, they were useful. These, these things were happy works. They were excellent. This was honorable. And, and if you think, can think of an honorable business, if you can think of honorable products, if you can think of honorable deeds, these things were good in every sense of the word. Our girls were taught that these types of works should be engaged in. This is the example that they should follow. This woman called Dorcas. Dorcas was full of, of good works, charitable deeds, it says. These were what some translations call alms. These were in every reference that I could find in my studies. Every reference that I could find, these were directed toward the poor. Our girls were correctly taught that the clothing that Dorcas made and that was shown to Peter were to help those who were, the, who were without. That's what they were for. Of this work, she was full of compassion and mercy toward the poor. It was in her power to be merciful. And Dorcas did just that. I want to stop in the narrative of Dorcas here to remind everyone that good works cannot save us. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But notice the next verse, verse 10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. We are to be ready for every good work, Paul writes in Titus chapter 3 verse 1. And Titus chapter 3 verse 8, if we believe God, we will be careful to maintain those good works. And in Titus chapter 3 verse 14, we meet urgent needs and we will not be unfruitful. We see urgent needs all the time come across our, our field of vision here in the church. We need to be ready to help. Good works are the mark of pure religion. James chapter 1 verse 27. James writes in James chapter 1 verse 25, Be a doer, not just a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. And a doer will be blessed in what they do. 
Our girls were taught by word and by example. The words of the Lord Jesus in Acts chapter 20 verse 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is what our girls have been taught in the month of March. Now here's what the girls taught me. And if you're willing, areas of service you might have never thought about. Works that all of us can do. When I went to the lunch last week, and as I would stroll through the Dorcas class on my way to somewhere throughout the month, I was impressed by the attitude of these girls and their teachers. We've heard it before, attitude is everything. And the girls were focused on the task at hand, the lesson taught, or or the work itself. A good attitude is such a blessing to a growing congregation. A good attitude is such a blessing to a growing Christian. Our elders need helpers instead of hindrances. An attitude that desires the best, 1 John chapter 5, verse 16, and thinks the best of those around them. You know, Brother Shockley, one of our elders, always says to think the best first of others. You know, we have a tendency to look at someone and think the worst of them. But we need to train ourselves differently. We need to follow what the Word says, what the, what the Scriptures say here, to think the best of others. First, an attitude that fosters an, an environment of encouragement where we, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, exhort each other while it's called today. We need an attitude like a child. (laughs) That's the kind of attitude we need. That's the kind of attitude Jesus says, ready to forgive. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. A golden rule attitude. Matthew 7, 12. To do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's the kind of attitude we need. That's the kind of attitude they were taught. Remember, Romans chapter 14, verse 12. We will give an answer... To God, even for our attitudes. So, let's strive to learn from these these positive attitudes. Let's strive to learn from their example. To maintain a positive attitude ourselves. Another area of service that I learned from the girls in the 2012 Dorcas class is attendance. These girls uh, in the Dorcas class this year... They were very excited to go to class. The Dorcas class was very well attended. It was one of the biggest classes that they've had. There were many roadblocks and obstacles, but the girls wanted to go. They wanted to go. They wanted to be at class. Yes, they could have been other places. There were a lot of things pulling at their time. But they wanted to be here. They understood the importance of attendance. Their parents and their grandparents understood the importance of attendance. Hebrews 10.25 says, We are to not forsake the assembly, the church. Why? Well, verse 24, Let us consider one another 
in order to stir up love and good works. Church, you cannot help stir anything up if you're not here. It's with a smile, I say it. This makes everyone here a part of a valuable service, not only to God, but to each other. Because here we get to know each other and we get to love each other and God is so pleased with that. That's what God wants. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. We're to love one another for, for love is of God. The saints in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 6, and that's you too. The saints are being equipped by the apostles and the prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the work of ministry. And here, here we read the, the, the area of service for the edifying of the body of Christ. We cannot do this if we're apart from each other. We cannot be unified if we are divided. Attendance is a key part of love. Because Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16 says it's how the whole body is knit and and joined together. Attendance is directly related to attitude. Show me someone, a physically well person. Now, show me someone, a physically well person, haphazard in their attendance, and I'll show you more than likely a bad attitude. Not full of good and benevolence, but full of of worry, hate, sorrow, and self-centeredness, or all of the above. I've learned many other things from the Dorcas class girls, but one more I'll share with you. The others, such as teaching and family, well, others have to stay in my notes. Time is getting away. But one more I'll share, and this is an area of service, and I bet you may not have thought about it, but it's a vital part of the church. Willingness. Each and every girl, each and every teacher, parents, the elders, the church as a whole, share together. Because we were willing to give our time, we were willing to give our money, we were willing to give our talent to a good, good girl's good, good work. Each and every person, man, woman, and child, who obeyed the command in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, to give, they shared in this good work. These girls had a willingness to step outside their comfort zone. To do things they've never tried before. To meet people they've never seen before. These girls were given the liberty and the opportunity, Galatians chapter 5 verse 13, through love to serve. And they were willing to do so. That's an example and a lesson we can all understand because we were all a part of it. God was glorified. Do you remember the first time your child ever took their first bite of solid food? Do you remember that? I heard the other day the quickest word a child learns besides mama and daddy is more. (laughs) Elders, 
teachers, saints. We have given some of these girls their first taste of solid food. Let's make sure they understand what the word more means. Okay? I want more. Give me more. This will take a willingness. A willingness on each and every one of our parts to continue to give our time, our money, our talent. We must be willing to sow the seed. We must be willing to work the field. We must be willing and ready to praise God when He causes the growth. As Dorcas continues to show us in the bodies of these little girls, we must be hollow vessels. We must be willing and ready to be filled with good, useful, honorable works and areas of service like having good attitudes and a willing heart. Amen? I want before we close to point out the location of the story of Dorcas in the New Testament. If you would please look in your Bibles again at Acts chapter 9 verse 36. The story of Dorcas is at the end of chapter 9. We've talked before about not getting hung up in chapter and verse numbers. Right after Dorcas is raised from the dead by Peter in chapter 9, in chapter 10, we read of the Gentile Roman centurion Cornelius. Now I want you to notice some contrasts and some comparisons between Dorcas and Cornelius. Of course, the obvious one was that one was a man and one was a woman. Uh, One was a Roman and one was inferior to the Romans as far as the Romans thought. But notice, both were good. Both were devout. Both feared God. The same thing that's said about Dorcas in in chapter 9 verse 36 is said about Cornelius in chapter 10 verse 2. They both helped the poor with good works. But notice the biggest contrast in in verse 36 and in chapter 10 verse 1. She was saved. He wasn't. Notice, she was called in chapter 9 verse 36, a certain disciple. While he was called in chapter 10 verse 1, a certain man. Galatians chapter 3 verses 27 and 28 those who were baptized into Jesus Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Heirs according to the promise. Abraham's promise. She was a disciple. She wasn't just a certain woman. She was a Christian. Dorcas was at one time, like many of us who have been part of the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, who were made disciples by being baptized into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and taught to observe the commandments of God. But Cornelius, he wasn't saved. He, he wasn't a disciple in the sense that, that, that Jesus gave the Great Commission because well, Cornelius and his house, they weren't baptized until the end of chapter 10. Cornelius was a good man who did good things. But those good things weren't going to save him, were they? Hmm. Dorcas was taught to be a Christian. 
And she's still teaching. She's still teaching these little girls and us today. It's my hope that what was said of Dorcas can be said of you, especially that you are a certain disciple. If you're not certain, and you need to be, come forward right now.